listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. We're going to look at uh, Colossians uh, 4.2, 1 Corinthians 9.11, and 1 Timothy 4. Four through five. If you have your Bible, it may be easier to read along with the order of worship today. Uh, and, but if not, as always, these scriptures are printed in here for us. And we're going to talk about the idea of seeking a heart of thanksgiving. Colossians 4.2 says this, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. 2 Corinthians 9-11 says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. And then the last verse I want to talk about is 1 Timothy 4, 4-6. For everything created by God is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it's received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and through prayer. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, take your word and make it alive. May it sink deep into our hearts. Uh, may we live it out in this community. May we be a community that not only um, is uh, has a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving, but also that they pour out into the lives of the people around us in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a book that came out uh, a few years back by a, name, a, a guy named Dick Meyer, and uh, the book was like, what well, was talking about America, and it was entitled, Why We Hate Us. That's the title of the book. But here's the main theme of the book. He states that over the years, since the birth of America, the United States, America's have, America has been more healthy, better fed, we live longer, we're safer, we have fewer young people that we've sent off to war and have created one of humankind's greatest technological revolutions from the history of the world. But, through the narrow lens of most people in America, and the lens of our everyday lives, studies have shown that it feels different and it feels tougher on the, uh, on, than that among the, imagined, uh, the average American. Studies have shown this, Americans on the whole find it harder to experience contentment and happiness during all these prosperous years that we've had more than ever before. The situation has become known as the prosperity paradox. The prosperity paradox. And it means this, beyond just a, a, a base level, minimum security that people have by way of the means they live and, and by way of safety, human contentment and happiness has not increased in proportion to how much we have increased by way of our material well-being in our income, our wealth, our consumer options, luxury, and all the stuff that we have. Basically meaning that we have more than we have ever had. We live better lives in a lot of ways than we have ever had, and we are some of the most discontented people in the history of the world. Why is that? And how can we get back to being content? Well, the Bible explains this. It says dissatisfaction and discontentment are actually tied proportionally to how grateful we are, to gratitude, the idea of being thankful and giving 
things. So let's look at this idea a little more in depth by looking at three points today, and you can see our three points in the bulletin. We're going to talk about the relationship between prayer and Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the idea of generosity and Thanksgiving, and then we're talking about God's gifts and Thanksgiving. So let's look at uh, number one. Colossians 4.2 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Now, first of all, how does prayer relate to gratitude? Well, it honestly depends on how you pray. You can pray and pray and pray and never get to an area of gratitude. You can actually pray the wrong way. What does that mean? Well, first of all, prayer exposes your heart. And it can affect even your ability to be able to give thanks. Every week here at Chelsea Press, in our order of worship, we pray what we call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus prayed in a very deliberate order there. First acknowledging God and what He is doing in the world. Starting with praising God and thanking God for that. Then asking for our wants and what we need. We almost always pray the reverse where we jump immediately to what we want and hoping that God will conform to us instead of from a, from a rest state of, God, this is who you are, this is your agenda, will you conform me to that? And even stopping acknowledging before we ask for more stuff, the gifts that we've already been given. As one recent country singer has said in a song, he says, unfortunately, I only talk to God when I need a favor. I don't know if y'all heard that song. It's by Jelly Roll, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Most country, country singing. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, see, the Bible talks about the fact that prayer changes us more than we should expect it to change God and what He's doing in the future. We should enter prayer thinking this way instead of, God, this is what I want. See, immediately one is out of a state of discontentment, and I need something all the time. The other says, God, what have you provided in who you are and what you're doing in the world? Now, he's not saying don't ask for things, but I think the order is significant. See, we enter into prayer looking for God first and what he has done and our problems and needs second. And when we do that, it tends to move us from our unhappiness to contentment as we realize that. Look in the order of the worship, the first quote that we have by Harry Ironside. Look what he says there. He says, we would worry less if we praise more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontentment and dissatisfaction. And not only being content, but being thankful. See, we all know we should be content. We all know we should be grateful. And people tell us that all the time. But how does it actually come about? Let me start with this. It's been a tough year for our church family. I don't know if you've noticed and, and know a lot of the stories that have gone on. Of course, as your pastor, I probably know a lot more than you do in that. But this Thanksgiving, I kind of reflected on that. We've had a lot of people sick. A lot of people have lost loved ones. All these things. And as I looked at Thanksgiving... The first thing I was like reflecting on the year, yes, there were so many things to be grateful for. But immediately I was distracted by the fact that there are so many folks in our church and among my friends celebrating their holidays for the first time without a loved one. Or the second time or the third time. Folks that celebrated Thanksgiving 
by themselves and alone. We just talked to a lady the other day. She said, I was so depressed. We saw her in the department store. She said, I was so depressed. I was at Thanksgiving. I just stayed in my bed all day. Um, folks that, that, that just desperately wanted to celebrate God's goodness and be thankful, but they were experiencing so much loss and, and pain and even bitterness that they couldn't. Seeing the people around them happy didn't make them better. It made them worse as their world was crumbling apart and they were just crumbling on the inside. And their world seemed like they were destroyed. Not to mention there's been a unusually high, less stressful things that all of us have experienced this year in different ways and disappointments that we've all been through. I mean, it's one thing to be happy and content and grateful when things are going good. That's, that's the easy part. But what about when our world is falling apart? Here's the thing, I'm not saying, and the Bible is not saying, just forget about the bad stuff and focus on the good. That is, by the way, the most terrible thing to say to somebody that's hurting, if you haven't noticed that. Don't do that to people. It's dismissing their pain and their emotions and their trauma. Don't do it to people. But here's what God is saying. He's saying He sees your pain. He hurts with you. He will reconcile that pain one day and to look to Him for healing. It's not about pretending that things are all right, but it's about processing through perspective. I'm going to say it one more time. It's not about pretending, but it's about prospect, uh, processing through perspective. Meaning this, there's only so long you can look inward and even at the circumstances that are uh, 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 close by you. But at some point, pray, and we have to pray, that God will move us to view the whole scope of things in our life. Perspective. To move us to not just one side of looking at the bad and the ugly, and especially the things that our hearts turn into, but the gifts that God has given us are far superior. You see the difference in saying, don't think about the bad, think about the good, but processing all, and the scope that God is using that, and will do something with it, and is doing something, as Jesus says, he's making all things new. He's in working in the midst of brokenness, not to try to get away from brokenness. Things like faith and hope and love and joy and peace that only He can grant. So thanksgiving and gratitude, as this first point there, starts with prayer and looking at the goodness of God and the gifts He surrounds us with in a broader picture. But not only that, but God uses thankfulness. I mean, He uses not only that, but other things to cultivate thankfulness in our lives. Let's look at the next point here, generosity and thankfulness. 2 Corinthians says, 9 and 11 says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which will through us produce thanksgiving to God. Generosity in some way is connected to thanksgiving. Now, how is that? Paul's explained there's a connection, almost a cycle here, that links generosity and thanksgiving. See, those that don't acknowledge the resources they have as a gift from God, and they think they earn it, they think it's all theirs, will be stingy, and not grateful and not thankful for it. Some would just forget to be thankful. I do that all the time. I receive gifts from God or a prayer that, that He answered and I forget about it, look back like, oh yeah, six months ago He answered that prayer. I never said thank you for it. There's other people, that's part of it. Like we forget to be thankful. But let me tell you something besides that. A lot of times um, we're not thankful because we assume we deserve what we get. If you presume that you're entitled to anything you have 
in anything you get. You will never get to the point where you share your resources like God has asked you to do. You won't be generous. You won't give sacrificially because you think you're owed and others are not. How do you think about giving? It, it changes this. Is giving better than receiving? You've heard that before. You know, I, I like that until I don't get any Christmas presents like everybody else does, right? Uh, the more you get, the more you give. You've heard that. The Bible is trying to get you off of any equation that you've heard before. The Bible is challenging you in a radical way. What if he calls you to give before you get? What if he calls you, what, what if the more you give, the more you get? Even then, are you trying to outgive God? It ain't going to happen. If you find yourself trying to earn God's favor or His love by what you give, and you're on this equation, you lost already. Giving and generosity are not a transaction. You've got to stop thinking about it that way, or you will never be thankful about what you have. It's not about the haves or the have-nots either. We divide our world in that all the time. The reason why? We're all the have-nots. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, we wouldn't have anything. Until you reconcile that in a radical way. And you understand that. We are all have nots outside of the grace of God. And because of God's grace, everyone has something to offer. You see how that works? Everyone has something to offer. See, giving and receiving are both. Think about it this way. Giving and receiving are both gifts from God. This is what we're really talking about here. This is why we talk a lot about our church of, of serving without expectation or expecting a thank you. It's about motivation. At some point, you create habits of prayer and praise that we talked about and being thankful for what you have. And it changes the way you view yourself, but also the way you view your money and your possessions as not something you're owed because you just worked that hard and you made the right decisions. But a gift that you have ownership over that God has given you by His grace. What if money and material possessions are just all currency of gift giving and generosity? And that's all they really are. This is how God views it. And when we begin to give it that way, generosity and thanksgiving will follow, which is connected to the last point, God's gifts and thanksgiving. 1 Timothy 4, 4 and 5 says this, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Here's where it's about to get real. We've got to start allowing God to blur the lines in the world that we live in. See, God's world is not separated. We already talked about before that we divide people into the have and have-nots, and God sees us all as the have-nots. Here's another way that we divide the world in a different way between the spiritual and the physical. God sees them all as one and the same. Think about it. I was discussing this with a friend uh, at uh, of my Thanksgiving uh, table this week and I was reminded that the feast that we have, the great food, the good drink that was at the table, the wonderful conversation was just as much a gift from God and just as spiritual as what we're doing right here on Sunday morning. This is what I'm talking about. The, the idea that these lines are blurred. Like they're all gifts from God. That's what the Bible, the Bible is saying right there. Everything created by God is good. Now do we pervert it? Do we make idols out of it? You know, do we create addiction out of it? Of course we do. But that's our fault, but it's good in itself. But here's what we were talking about, too. Uh, when we think about this, a uh, conversation of mine that a friend of mine had this week reminded me, like, like we separate what we were calling the, the, the vertical and the horizontal in the world. 
But God calls us to the center of the cross. Up and down is our relationship that we see as God. It's horizontal in our relationship with others, but it's the same cross. And it's all a part of what God is doing in the world. Both, it's both the hard stuff between us and God and people around us. And it's only possible, though, by the grace of God and the sun that hung at the center. Here at the end, we must all recognize thankfulness does not happen naturally. Nobody in this room does thankfulness come by naturally. These passages talk about that. It's obviously difficult. Paul says, give thanks in all situations and circumstances in 1 Thessalonians. How are we going to do that? This is why we need the strength that he gives us to be able to find joy and the contentment that we need and the gratitude here. This power comes only by the Holy Spirit who presently within our lives remind us of the blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. We need to thank him. See, again and again, this is the reminder here that you're saying, James, I have so much bitterness and resentment right now or I have so much pain in my life, I cannot get to that contentment peace. I can't get to that happy peace. I can't get to, I'm, I'm just such a dissatisfied person. Like my life this year has been just discontentment after How do I get there? I don't see how I'm going to get there. The first thing I'm like, you can't do it. We can't work ourselves out of this box. We can't try hard enough and have enough faith to do it. That's why we need Jesus. We pray that God help us cultivate that within us. There's things that we can do, like praying and, and generosity and acknowledging God's gifts and the way we pray, all those things. But at the end, we can't do it on our own. We must return to the reality of the cross. It proclaims that Jesus died for people like us that are messed up, discontent, grumbling people like you and me who forget to say thank you to God and everybody else. And God is so patient with our ingratitude, so patient with us. But as we come to the cross daily, we see our pride and our arrogance to say we work for everything. It's not just a gift. And we see our thanklessness that we have, our ingratitude, crucified there with Jesus and more and more God will work in our lives to produce contentment and gratitude and that's something to be thankful for let's pray Father God thank you uh, that your words are just not academic words they're not just theological words they are words of life and this is the life that we're in uh, we are we tend to be ungrateful people we're arrogant we're self-absorbed um, we don't seek you so many times as a vending machine to just push a button and get what we want or try to um, in some way negotiate with you to say I'll do this if you'll do this for me Lord you are not the father like that you love us in spite of ourselves you don't want us to barter with you you want us to come to you with honesty with needs you want us to come to you and acknowledge who you are as the gift giver and ultimately, you want us to acknowledge the greatest gift you've ever given us that we're going to that we're going to celebrate all throughout December, and that's your son. Thank you for that. That makes all these possible in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 10:30 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook.